standing in the need of prayer. Oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. I want to thank you for joining us this on this evening, this 15th day of October. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML on a Thursday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Now you're inside the pages. We're going into the pages here. You're going to be inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson and want you to know that there is no better place to be than the word of God. Thank God for, you know, there are those of you that are uh, 6 a.m. in Europe and people are, are, are getting up for work. And, you know, some may even be laying down uh, after working a graveyard shift or, you know. Uh, but they're listening to the word of God and as well as here in the United States, you know, we're on Pacific Standard Time. And so there are people listening at different times at their convenience and some that are listening live, you know, our services and uh, and what you're hearing is live until it is not. But, you know, thank God for his goodness and grace and his mercy and for each of you. I pray for each of you, and I thank God because he knows everybody's name. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore I am faithful. I'm bold. Church, we believe the best way, plan A. There is no plan B, but plan A. The best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. We're going into, we're in the book of Acts, and I'm telling you, I was uh, preparing, and, you know, it's important for the minister. I can't stress this enough that the minister should uh, be in prayer. The minister should be seeking the Lord long before service even starts. Uh, you know, uh, none of us should really wait to get into the house of God or service time before we start seeking the Lord. When um, Abraham went up with Isaac, uh, he couldn't wait until he got up to, uh, to the uh, point where he was going to uh, offer Isaac as a sacrifice. The fire had to be lit. 
as they was carrying the wood, they couldn't be spending time trying to wait. It took preparation. And so as we sacrifice unto the Lord, it does require preparation. I hope that you have been fasting and that you're still fasting and praying and seeking God, you know, consecrating yourself unto him. It's important for all of us to do that. And the Bible tells us, and I believe it's in Malachi, uh, about the third chapter, the Lord says that the minister has a responsibility to seek his word. And so the uh, so in preparation and seeking the Lord for his word, as well as, you know, for the saving of your soul, uh, everyone needs to seek the Lord for the saving of their soul. And so it's important for the minister to spend time into the word of God. And, and that's what I was doing. And I'm telling you, I was just really uh, caught up and just wanted. Uh, there was a moment that I just really wanted to, to just really magnify the Lord. Uh, immediately, I wanted to go live, you know, uh, and just start talking about the goodness of God. But, uh, you know, I just enjoyed that fellowship with the Lord, even as I'm yet enjoying his fellowship right now and the fellowship that we're having through the spoken word. Now, the Bible tells us over in Acts, we're in the 11th chapter of Acts and we're starting with the 15th through the uh, 18th verse. Uh, now, the Bible says that that Peter continued his, his testimony. Uh, he said, uh, as I, uh, Peter, began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Peter's recalling that, you know, the day of Pentecost, he's reminiscing now and thinking about how the Spirit of the Lord came in on the day of Pentecost when they were all in the upper room, the 120 of them, uh, the, the brothers and sisters uh, and and Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus Christ, even was up there to, to receive the Holy Ghost. So just she's flesh and blood, just like each of us, just like Peter. You know, no one is different. Those human beings are no different than any of us. They all had to repent of sin. They all had to remain consecrated unto the Lord and to seek his face as well as be corrected when they were wrong. And so Peter is testifying that the Holy Ghost fell on them, fell on who? Cornelius, Cornelius' family, his associates, and all of them uh, that were in his house, all of them that had gathered together to hear the word of God after the vision that Cornelius had. And remember, Cornelius was devout. And, and, you know, I hope you're devout, that you're dedicated unto the Lord. And he was God-fearing. He feared the Lord. And he prayed always. He was always praying and seeking God and giving alms. He, was not, he wasn't selfish. You know, um, we should not be selfish in our prayers. We should not be selfish in what we do that we only think of ourselves and no one else. And God uh, said that he heard him and he remembered him. matter of fact he a memorial of his prayers were uh, before the Lord so the Lord was saying well done he didn't have to leave time and step into eternity to hear well done good and faithful servant uh, not in not in that particular words but uh, the Lord said look your prayers have gone up the angel of the Lord that came to him said your prayers have gone up as a memorial and to send for Peter, he's over in Joppa, go send for Peter. And he sent men and he sent one of his servants, 
one of the soldiers with him because he was over a battalion. And so uh, being over those soldiers, he also knew how they functioned and operated. So he made sure that the men that he sent to get Peter was protected. And uh, and so they so Peter now has returned, has come from Joppa and he's over and with Cornelius in the house and he's testifying to his brothers. Peter's testifying to others uh, that then remembered I the word of the Lord because the Holy Ghost had fallen on the Gentiles. I remember the words of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Ghost fell on them. It fell on them. In other words, they received the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is also referred to as a comforter. Uh, John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, the name of Jesus, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now Jesus told them earlier that he would come uh, to them as the comforter. Uh, the 18th verse says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. And so uh, John 16 and 7 said, nonetheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I will not go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I go, I will come, I will send him unto you. The Holy Ghost is essential. You know, they, they tell us that they tell us that so many things is important to have, but I'm telling you this evening, the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, when Paul, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but when Paul came uh, across some people that had been baptized under John the Baptist, which was baptism of repentance. Uh, he asked them, had they received since they believed? And they said they had not, they didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. And he ministered to them and they received the Holy Ghost and they were rebaptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. You need the Holy Ghost. John 15 and 26, but when the comforter has come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, the comforter is, or the Holy Ghost is known as the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Cornelius and those present are recipient of this word. And the prophecy spoken by Joel uh, in uh, chapter 2, 28 through 29, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the hand upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Now on the day of Pentecost, when they when the people thought they had been drinking, you know, thought, thought they had been uh, self-sedating there, and uh, Peter stood up and said, No, it's too, it's early. We, nobody's been drinking. Nobody's got down like that. And so um, he said, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. So we know Joel was making reference to the outpouring of God's spirit. You need to ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit. I know many think that well, I have the spirit of the Lord. I feel happy. I got the spirit. That's the spirit of happiness. You know, when we're blessed, we're happy. When, when you get paid on your job, you're happy. You buy a new car, you're static, you know, and all of those sort of things. Somebody's won the lottery and they, they're happy. But listen, you need the Holy Ghost. 
it was essential then and it is essential now. Some have declared that it was a certain period of time and has since stopped being poured out. But that's not the word of God. The word of God hasn't expired. Uh, matter of fact, we have not, we're yet fulfilling the, their prophecies that are yet fulfilling all around us. We're in the middle of a prophecy, you know, in the midst of one right now, where the Lord said that, that, uh, that there'll be earthquakes and wars and, and direst places and pestilence, but no, this is the beginning of sorrow. And so here we are in the middle of a, a, a global pestilence, which is, again, that is the word of God. So uh, we are yet in the dispensation of grace. Now, the dispensation of grace is where uh, God has given time for everyone, whosoever will, to come and to be saved. When the dispensation of grace has come to an end, salvation for those of us that the, the outer courts is going to be done away with. And I'm not going to get into that tonight, but the outer courts would be done away with. And so therefore, salvation would not be will not be available. Don't let nobody deceive you and make you think that, well, you have time. Do what you want to do. Get down like you want to get down. And, and and when the Lord comes and, and get the church, don't worry about it. You'll be all right. You could just sacrifice, get your head cut off, sacrifice, don't take the market to be something. Look, if you can't live saved when the Holy Ghost is available, how are you going to live saved when the Spirit of the Lord is not here? You need the Spirit of the Lord. You need the Holy Ghost. Uh, he will teach you. He will comfort you and guide you. And so uh, we need the Holy Ghost today. Those that declared the Holy Ghost has stopped, it's not been poured out, is because they were taught by someone that didn't have the Holy Ghost, or some of them uh, felt emphasizing the, the need of the Holy Ghost was too laborious uh, because it didn't happen immediately. And so they, they, they just say, well, you know, you can feel the spirit of the Lord. Uh, listen, uh, others receive the Holy Ghost from... And so why would you not ask God to fill you with his spirit with the same evidence that he did back then? He's the same. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You need the Holy Ghost. In this, in this century that we're in, you need the Holy Ghost. Just like they did then, they received it, and they received it with gladness. Don't let nobody... Uh, uh, make you think that, well, you know, if you just believe God, that you have the Holy Ghost. No, that is not what the Bible teaches. And that is not the experience that God, man, when they were with Jesus, the Bible said he breathed on them and said, receive. And, and But they did not receive the Holy Ghost immediately. They received it on the day of Pentecost. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. Peter said that evidence was the same as it was when they received it. When they received the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord came in like a, a rushing mighty wind and, and uh, flames of fire appeared upon him. He said, listen, there was an impact. There was something that happened while he was speaking. Cornelius, family, friends, and associates could be heard speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. Mm -hmm. He said it was like it was when they received it. 
So when they received it, others heard them speaking in unknown tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. Now, when I talk about uh, receiving the Holy Ghost and I'm talking about uh, the evidence that appeared then, it is the same today. And no one teaches you, no one can take you in the closet and teach you how to speak in tongues. No one should be telling you, say this or say that. That is not of God. Or as one gentleman was telling me or trying to explain that, well, the Latin words that was on the cross, if you just say that and keep repeating it, you're speaking in tongues. No, you can go to the nearby college, and even in high school and take a, a, a class. There are people that are that speak other languages that know that because I speak another language, that's not tongues. That's just my communication. That's just the language that I grew up and communicating with others with. And so when we when the spirit of the Lord come in, it is an evidence as it was on the day of Pentecost. Now, all of this happened. The pouring out of the Holy Ghost while Peter was yet ministering. Maybe it would happen more if the preacher talked about Jesus instead of himself. Maybe it would happen more if the preacher talked about Jesus instead of talking about wood, talking about rust, talking about clay objects. In other words, uh, you know, pro the prosperity message has overtaken, and yet they use scriptures to, to preach prosperity, and God is not against prosperity. But what about the saving of your soul after you have prospered? There was a man that had many barns, so he was a multimillionaire and said, man, I, I've, I've made so much that I'm going to build me some more storehouses. And God called him that night and said, "Our food. You know, you stored up riches for yourself, but you have not did anything for your soul's sake. What about your soul? You want to be filled with God's spirit. You want the Holy Ghost as they did in the days of old. As they, you know, I don't like using that term. As they did then, as your ancestors may have received the Holy Ghost, uh, you you want the Holy Ghost too. You don't want to assume that. Well, you know, um, I just have the Spirit. Listen, you need the Spirit of God. You know, and so uh, you don't want if the preachers preached uh, Christ. You know, we we baptized. We were baptizing. And we, we believe in um, social distancing and we're following the rules that have been set, you know. And so we, we had a baptism. The young man that was baptized, when he came out the water, the spirit of the Lord moved upon him. And it was a difference because it, uh, the spirit of the Lord moved upon him. And so you want the spirit of the Lord to move upon you, not only move up on you, you want him to move inside of you. Now, in the Old Testament, the spirit of the Lord overshadowed them upon them. It moved upon them. And so the Lord, if you've been following along with us, there's a shift that's occurring in the book of Ezekiel that we're talking about. And we're going there and you'll find out what how the spirit of the Lord moved and what he and what God's plan is. You need to understand God has a plan. He's always had a plan. Uh, Christ. The Bible said that when John was on the Isle of Patmos, he saw a lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world. So God has always had a plan. Peter talked to them and he said, listen, uh, he said, listen, he said, for as much as God gave them the like gift, what gift? The Holy Ghost, as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
what was I? Who, who am I that I should fight against God, that I should withstand against his word? Now, remember, the Lord had already dealt with Peter before the man came from uh, Cornelius over to Joppa to, to call upon Peter. The Lord already visited him and said, look, man, you, you, and I'm paraphrasing, but you got to stop tripping like that. You know, you can't be holding on to the, the tradition of men. You can't be holding on to the traditions of the law. You can't be holding on to that because this is a new time. This is a new season. What I've made clean, you cannot you cannot keep calling it common. You can't keep calling it unclean. And Peter had to come to a realization that I cannot fight against God. I cannot enforce my agenda knowing God has already warned him not to be prejudiced against those that he was calling. They're those that God is calling and we cannot withstand. We cannot look at people's outer appearance. We cannot look at the clothes that they wear. You cannot look at the, the artwork that they've had, uh, that they have on their body or anything like that. You have to realize that uh, the culture and the, what they came up under and what they're doing, uh, it doesn't mean, and we're not condemning or anything like that, but um, what I'm saying is this, they need to be saved. They need the Holy Ghost. They need their sins remitted. And they know and understand that too. And they're looking for what is real. They're looking for what is right. And that's what we need to present, what's real and what is right. They're saying, like uh, the song was saying, I'm standing in the need of prayer. But somebody is, you know, we don't want to hinder another person's prayer because we have their minds all wrapped up into uh, tradition. We have their mind all wrapped up that, you know, I, I remember when I was growing up and, and listening to the people talk about uh, how you should dress, you know, uh, uh, it, the, the women, your dress would be down their ankles, you know, and if you if you're if it was up to the calf, you know, there was going to be an issue. If it was up to the knee, there was really a problem. You know, and some of those same people that had dress, dresses down to, they, to their ankles and past their calves and stuff had, well, you know, let's just say that it, it's not in the clothing. Now, no, you should not be provocative in what you wear. You should wear stuff in moderation, you know, and save all that other, the provocative stuff for when you're at home with your, with your, with your wife or with your husband. But, uh, you know, the Bible said the bed is undefiled. So what you do behind those closed doors is something different. What you do in your home is something different. Don't do it in front of the kids, you know, and all of that. But listen, you, you can flirt, do whatever, be pro as provocative as you want to be with your loved one, you know, with that one, that, that one that you've made a vow to. Uh, but listen, <laughs> uh, Peter was trying to push and God said, don't do that. God stopped him in his tracks and man, uh -uh, your prejudice. No, we ain't going there. Like you and I uh, were foreseen as the blessing of Abraham. And, and so Cornelius and his house and all of those that was with him was seen uh, what, long before Galatians 3 and 29 said, and if you be in Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So Cornelius and all of those that was there that were, were, were all receiving, they were recipients of the promise. The Bible said when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, then have God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. You know, when I read that, I was so excited uh, because I had never viewed it. I had never seen it and associated 
with those words the way it I do now. And so, uh, you know, as I, I was reading this, you know, this evening, I understand that repentance is a divine gift. Uh, you know, it's a divine gift. When we put it in its right perspective, it, and, you know, it's clear that repentance is unto life. It is the goodness of God. The scripture says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. So that means that it is a divine move. It is not something that we just jump up and say, I'm going to. No, it was ushered in. It was directed. It was orchestrated from the throne of God that something triggered some uh, seeds had been planted and something had triggered and caused those seeds to bring forth repentance. Uh, and it was all done because the goodness of God had visited you. When you start saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done. Lord, I, I want to change my life. And you start and you turn around and you start making changes. You begin to sanctify yourself. That's the goodness of God. When you dedicate your life to the Lord, that is the goodness of God. That is divine. That is a gift. That's not anything to be taken for granted. Look, everybody's not repenting of sin. Everybody's not repenting unto eternal life. People may use the word in vain. I repent. And it says it's in vain. It's in vain when there's no dedication, when you're not devoted, when you're not fearing God, when you're not referencing the Lord. When you're not doing anything but trying to satisfy, trying to gratify your own flesh. The Bible tells us over in Romans, the second chapter, about the fourth verse, it says, Oh, despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance. In other words, God has been patient with us. God has been tolerant with us. And he's long-suffering. And God is forgiving and merciful. Knowing that the goodness of God leads us to, because God sees the end result of it all. He knows that the day will come that, you know, that person that you looked at and said that they the worst sinner on earth. Uh, you know, I've heard people make statements like that. And I'm like, wow, really? Why? You were partying with them. But now you think you you so good that 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 person is the worst sinner. Look, God, the Bible said that God so loved the world. And so God, that love uh, is for everybody, even the one that you think is the worst. God knows how to take the worst and make it the best. And so uh, uh, the goodness of God, uh, God is patient and he's tolerant and he's merciful and he's forgiving. You know, in our drunkenness and our perversion and our selfishness and our, our praying upon uh, each other and being preyed upon by super predators. Uh White lions, black lions, orange, yellow, brown. God's goodness was there. And when our paths crossed, when we crossed the goodness of God, uh, it, 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 at, the, at the appointed time, we became sober and we became righteous and uh, we became kind instead of mean and, and all of that kind of stuff. Instead of being a predator, we became a protector. Why? Because of the goodness of God. Now, I, I know that that don't fit everybody. You know, you, know, you were born uh, with the Holy Ghost. You were born, you know, with the right spirit. You were born. You've always been proper. You know, the, the sin that tainted humanity didn't touch you. Listen, we know the truth. The truth. Let's be honest with ourselves. We know uh, that 
uh, mental intelligence, having intellectual knowledge about God doesn't mean that you're right with God. You know, everyone that's that at the knee at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. So everybody at one at at one time is going to uh, bow unto the Lord. But see, we're bowing now. But we're we're bowing and saying, Jesus, you're your Lord, because see, when they at that time, when they bow and say that Jesus is Lord, we would have. Uh, thank you, Lord. We will have already received a new name. We will receive a new name. And at that time, we that receive the new name will not be using the name of Jesus. We have obtained salvation at that point. And we've received a new name, so so it won't be no more Pastor Carl Henderson. There'll be a new name. There'll be a white stone that I received that will have a new name that nobody know but me. Well, when the name of Jesus is done away with, who, what name will be used for salvation? Mm, that's why you gotta call on them now. You gotta call on them now. You won't be able to look up in, in the, on, on the thrones that, that are set up for those of us that will judge the world and angels and say, hey, there's, there's, there's Pastor Carl, there's Carl. You won't be able to do that. Hey, there's, uh, Timmy, hey, there's John, there, there is, uh, uh, there's Deacon, so you won't be able to do that because names, our names will not be the same. And your name, you saved, you filled with the Holy Ghost, you sealed until the day of redemption, <laughs> you will have a new name. And so uh, right now, right now, we're protect, we're not predators, but we're protectors. There were two responses during the message that came across with Peter, and that was repentance and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Those were the two responses. There was a message about repentance and the gift of the Holy Ghost failed. Now, listen, the people had already prepared their hearts before Peter and the man that was with him that accompanied him had arrived. They had already prepared their heart. Don't you know that when, this is why it's so important that when we get to service, that the, that the ministers, ministers, everybody, whether you're a singer, uh, you're ministering in music, you know, whether you're deacon, whether you're usher, that we are right, that we're in the right spirit because, uh, because someone is coming in and their heart is prepared. And we don't know how their heart has been prepared. We don't know what circumstance that God used to prepare their heart to receive what he has. But we don't wanna get in the way of that. We have to be prepared ourselves. When, the, when Peter arrived, the people's heart had been prepared to receive whatever he was bringing. You, we want the people, we wanna usher in the spirit of the Lord. We want the people that whatever, whatever God, whatever they came to hear and receive from God, that is for the soul salvation that it is received, that it is ministered unto them. It's ministered unto them. Peter and the Jewish community was introduced to God's plan. Mm -hmm. They were introduced to God's plan of diversity, equality, and goodwill toward men. Now the kingdom of God has diversity, a range of different people that speak different languages. Someone is in Russia, saying uh, 
Salva uh, Boga. In other words, they're saying praise God. Somebody is giving God praise in another language because God is diverse. Someone in China, I was in, in Hong Kong and attended service there and they were, they had the, the screen up, uh, a giant screen, which uh, the Lord had blessed them to go from a little facility to a very, very large facility. And so they had a very large screen up with the words of the song in uh, written in uh, Chinese and uh, you know, and as they were singing, uh, I had to wear a, a, a device so that I could understand what was being said. And they were going forth and worshiping Jesus. It was all about, they were laying out, the minister got up and he was laying out a plan on as 20 uh, for the new year, which 2020 to come in and how to do outreach and to reach out to souls. Uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, the Lord had blessed them and was continuing to bless. So here it is uh, in China, uh, people are calling on, on the name of Jesus. They're singing, they were worshiping unto the Lord. And so we don't know, we don't know. Somebody over in, uh, you know, and just in different parts of wherever your mind go, that people are worshiping the Lord. This is Allah, uh, excuse me, Alabado. People are saying praise. People are worshiping and they're seeking God in, in other languages besides English that we're accustomed to. And I, I know I may have messed up the way, um, you know, we be uh, trying to get things right and we be practicing how to say it, and, you know, but at the same time, just understanding and knowing that God is at work. The kingdom of God has equality, a state of being equal, especially in uh, status, rights, and opportunity. The message, when God was born, when Jesus was born, excuse me, when Jesus was born, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and would be held as, as glory as the only begotten son of the father. The Bible said, and suddenly there was uh, with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and uh, earth peace, goodwill toward all men, goodwill toward all men. When we consider what God is doing, when we consider the plan of God, it includes everybody. Nobody is to be excluded. And if, as I said earlier, if, you know, Peter had to learn a lesson not to force the tradition and laws upon others, uh, that which they themselves were struggling to do. The scribes, Pharisees, Essenes, Herodians, and others, uh, social and political sects were struggling to keep the law. But Jesus brought grace and truth. He brought grace and truth. Thank God, you know, we want to continue. I want you to continue to uh, to be prayerful. And as I said, seek God. Ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit as they did then. They were just doing what God told them to do when the Holy Ghost fell. And so you want to do the same. You want to be doing what God 
has called you to do when the Holy Ghost falls, just be faithful unto the Lord. Listen, if you've been blessed by the message on Sunday Morning Live or SML, please share it with someone. Uh, we can be found uh, on iHeart, Spotify, and other podcast carriers. You know, just just go if you go to SML, if you go if you Google SML uh, inside the pages, it, it will bring up you know uh, our our podcast. It will bring up the messages. And so we want to be a blessing, be a blessing to someone else because it's all about the saving of souls, you know. And so that is the concern. Lord, save me. Lord, save others. That's my prayer. Lord, save, Lord. Stir up the backsliders. Stir up those that that are in the valley decision. Draw them out. Bring them out, Lord. Save, deliver the souls of men. Hmm. I want you to know that the, the, the songs featured are respectively the, the, the psalmist, uh, Sister Anderson, as well as artists and other producers that belong to them, their rights. Just want you to know that. And so uh, uh, as we're going forward, you know, I want you to know that I'm praying with you, praying for you. And this is, again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And before we go, Father, in the name of Jesus, ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, those that are listening, those that will hear this later. Lord God, I ask that you that, that you would bless them as they are seeking you. Lord God, those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, fill them with your spirit, Lord. Oh, bless your name, Jesus, with evidence as you did in the days of old. Lord God, I pray against deception. I pray against those that, would, that uh, are not teaching, Lord God, that their minds be stirred, Lord God, so that people, your people can receive the fullness of your word, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. If you're not, if you're not involved in the church of truth and power, find one, uh, one that believes the word of God from Genesis to Revelation and continue to seek God, continue to be faithful unto him. And I hope to see you, if you're in the South, if you're in the Southern California area, you know, stop in and see us. We have room for you. And so I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. Be blessed.